Morning, Lobster Crew. Oi, oi, oi. of this fair flat earth of ours i hope you're all fine and dandy on this rainy gray absolute steaming shitbag of an english day maybe you're listening somewhere around the world with better weather in fact i know for a fact that somewhere across this flat earth there is better weather and together if we all try with all of our might our collective minds, our collective psyches. We can control the weather. Shit, Rankin's lost his mind. We can do it. We can clear the clouds. The sun will stream down from the sky. The healing power of the Lord. He's really losing it. The healing power of the golden lobster. Whew. It's all coming. It's all coming. The judgment day is upon us where uh, Jehovah will saunter down from from the heavenly above and he'll judge us basically he'll just sort of go door to door looking looking through your stuff again a little bit like bezos he's just going to be sort of flicking through your internet history just like oh i didn't need to say that i'm omnipresent and i still didn't need to say that he's going to be looking through your underwear drawer you know where you keep all your unsavouries the out-of-date johnny's you know sort of dried up lube 
you know, all of that sort of jazz. There's some old Rizzlers in there. The packet's all torn up, used for roach. There's no structural integrity to it anymore. He's going to leaf through it all. He's going to look at it and he's going to go, ah, you're all right. Go on, up you go. Up you go. Come on, it's the time of reckoning, isn't it? You can go, I'm Catholic. I can just, you know, I can just confess. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, it's too late for that. Huh, what? No, it's too late for confessions. Go on, fuck off down to hell. Ah, you bastard. Hey, Jehovah, you shitbag. But until then, until the judgment day is upon us, what is there left for us even on this scorched post-Brexit earth? I'll tell you what. It's coffee and memes. Steady job and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing 30, Slug. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Well, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, all humans, all species, all everyone in the entire universe, welcome to Coffee and Memes on this fair radio station that some people are calling Threshold.fm. I'll be joined at half past the hour by the only drum and bass DJ in Holland, none other than Paul Sy. Um, he's a hell of a guy. He's a hell of a man. Uh, he's been arrested for many things in his life, one of which is... Uh, the length of his legs, we can get into that, it'll be fine. He's going to be on, we're going to play a few of his bits. I mean, we've been playing quite a lot, I mean, we've fairly incessantly been playing Laser Cat for the last four or five weeks, and I've, I will continue to, you know, being that it's my show and everything, and I make the rules up. Um, we're still not 100% settled on a name for uh, the Lobster here, so we might just have to go with many names. A little bit of a, I go by many names, some call me... Brent. Others call me Keith. Some call me Photoshop. <laughs> Who calls you that? No one recently. Some call me Jordan B. Lobster. Um, some call me Pinchy. Pinchy has come up a lot, obviously, after the Simpsons uh, Lobster, but Pinchy dies. And I feel like uh, this little lad, maybe we'd call him Brett or Chad. Chad. I like the name Chad. I think that'd be a bit fun, wouldn't it? Um, and uh, he's got a sort of Chad feel to him. I don't like that. Anyway, look, that's enough of that. Lobsters. Um, we've got some other good bits in here. Got a few nicey, nicey little bits that we haven't yet played. Yeah, so yesterday's show got pulled off of YouTube, annoyingly, uh, for an Inside Info tune, uh, which is on Drum and Bass Arena and uh, AEI Media, um, who control that, who also own most of UKF. Pulled it, banned it, blocked it. I've done something where it's, where it's supposed to take that bit of it out and then put it back up. But it hadn't, and bothered. Just, just fucked it, basically. Just pissing me off, winding me up, getting me all razzed up, um, and just generally full of pretentious, pompous prittle-prattle. But we, we, we motor on. Now, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of following up stories that we've covered a few weeks ago with new, exciting, gritty details, advancements in the story. Now, we've covered it a couple of times with the man who has ended up in a coma after having his todger and his balls bitten off by a bulldog. You may remember this. Uh, it was, a, it, yeah, basically it was up in Scotland. 
and uh, the but I, I I suspected foul play because think about it. When are your cock and balls going to be on offer for biting? You know, you most of the time you're going to be. I mean, yeah, you could be changing maybe from you've just got out of the shower. Your balls are all wet and delicious, and the bulldog. But bulldogs can't. They're small, like. I mean, they're units, but they're not like, they're not jumping, are they? They're not a leaping dog. Anyway, I, uh, I've done a little more digging. Man who had genitals bitten off by a dog had smeared himself in peanut butter. Oh, what a surprise. It's all becoming clear. It's appalling. A 22-year-old man who was left in a coma after he had had his penis bitten off by a dog had reportedly covered his genitals in peanut butter before the attack. A source told the Times that the man was alone with the dog at the time of the incident and that he applied peanut butter or another food spread to his crotch before the attack took place. The man from East Lothian, Scotland, was found by cops on the 7th of October in a pool of his own blood and was rushed into Edinburgh Royal Infirmary with his ge- where his genitals could not be reattached. The dog, an old English bull terrier... Oh, an old English bulldog called Biggie Smalls. Oh, Biggie... Uh, was reportedly found covered in blood and was taken away by police and placed in kennels. The police spokesman uh, said, Police in East Lothian are investigating after a man suffered serious injuries believed to have been caused by a dog. Emergency services were called to a property in High Street area around 2.30. A 22-year-old man was taken to Edinburgh Royal Infirmary by the Scottish Ambulance Service and was later transferred to a Western General Hospital where he remains receiving treatment. Inquiries into the full circumstances are ongoing. Following the incident, the dog was put to sleep. A moment of silence, please, for Biggie Smalls. For both of them, actually, the dog and the whapper. Taken too young. I mean, in many ways, it just sort of mirrors the story of the rapper Biggie Smalls. Uh, He was uh, keen on biting off cogs and butter. <laughs> Maybe. I, why? I, uh, you put the dog down. I, you shouldn't, uh, it's not really the dog's fault, is it? But I don't know. Did bite the cock and balls off, although it was goaded into it. Rough, isn't it? I wonder if it swallowed them. Who knows? This is gross. This is really bad. Let's play Laser Cat just to cheer us up. Um, yeah, we've been really... Uh, It's been getting some fairly heavy rotation on the show, but it's a banger.
anyone uh, listening and watching the video, just let me know whether or not the stream's okay. I'm getting mad uh, notifications on YouTube, but it seems to be all right. Laser cap by Posse. He's going to be on in 15 minutes, so if you need to go for a Todd or make another cup of tea or a cup of coffee, now is your chance. All right. Although I guess you know modern technology, you could take your phone in for a Todd with you. That's fine. That's okay. That's acceptable. I think it's fine. Just wash your hands afterwards, for God's sake. All right. Uh, brothel owner Dennis Hoff wins seat in Nevada despite being dead. <laughs> Uh, this sort of just really highlights how little of a fuck Americans actually give about politics and how unseriously they are taking things over there. A brothel owner has won a seat in Nevada State Assembly despite being dead, officials have said. Dennis Hoff, 72, was running for, <laughs> for the state legislator in Nevada uh, as a Republican but died unexpectedly on the 16th of October at Love Ranch, one of his legal brothels in Cristal, Nevada. The Nye County Sheriff's Office has reported. Hoff had celebrated his birthday the day before with a party attended by porn star Ron Jeremy and other guests. Well, that was a that was a hoot. Um, Chuck Muth, Hoff's camp. <laughs> Chuck Muth, Hoff's campaign manager, said on Twitter that Jeremy uh, found Hoff's body when he went to wake him up in the morning. Muth said Hoff had apparently died quietly in his sleep. Uh, not a bad way to go out, I guess, at the Love Ranch. Um, despite his death, officials said his name will remain on the ballot for the November election. Hoff, who starred in the HBO reality television show Cat House about prostitutes working at one of his establishments, was running for a seat in the Nevada State Assembly as a pro-Trump Republican. Under Nevada law, Hoff's name will remain on the ballot for the November 6th election in the conservative district where he was favoured against his Democratic opponent. And he won! 
People voted for a dead man over the Democrats. That is rough times for that. Imagine being that Democrat candidate. Sorry, let me just get this straight. You're telling me a dead brothel owner beat me in the election. I'm afraid so, yeah. Right, okay, well... Perhaps this politics game isn't for me. Am I really that unlikable? <laughs> oh, dearie me. That is rough. That is, uh, that's hard times, man. It's appalling. It's not good. Get your act together. Maybe, yeah. Um, what else do we have? Uh, male se- uh, sex robot news. Um, all right, I'll do the jingle. Sex robot news, sex robot news. Having sex with an inanimate object because you can't get a fella to fuck you. Male sex robots with bionic penises better than vibrators could go on sale this year. Experts are developing a male sex robot to keep up with increasing demands. And I must say, he is jacked. He's absolutely jacked to the gills. Uh, He's got rippling six-pack abs. Uh, He looks... um, not, not that much interesting going on in the face. Um, But, I mean, I guess they're not giving him the sort of big pouty lips like they're doing with the female ones. Uh, they're traditionally portrayed as females, but it seems sex robots could soon be available in male form. Our oh, good old Matt McMullen, he's back. CEO of Realbotics has revealed his ambitious plan to release a male sex bot this year. Realbotics has previously released a doll called Harmony, who we're all well acquainted with. Uh, it will include artificial intelligence, a robotic head that can talk and perform sexual acts upon users. Until now, the head, which cost a staggering 11 grand, was only available in female form. Uh, But Mr. McMullen has revealed that he is soon aiming to release a male version. I imagine this will be seen as sort of like really empowering, um, whereas the sort of the female ones are are disgusting and sick and twisted. Uh, But, you know, there's another story here about um, a vice journalist, a female vice journalist going to have. Uh, here we go. Woman reveals what it's like to make love to a lifelike robot male sex doll. That is a very different phrasing to how you would phrase it if it was like a... It would it would be like, we hear from creep, creepy dudes that have sex with dolls instead of women. Uh, but how it's like, oh, yes, this is so empowering. We, we, please tell us, what's it like to have sex with a robotic cock? We all want to know. Um, yeah, there she is. She looks every bit the vice journalist. And wow, Jesus, these male sex robots are way more lifelike than the female ones. Uh, I guess they're sort of not, they're not made ridiculous. Like the the female ones, they're just all absurd, like hourglass shape with huge lips and enormous, like they're thick. They're seriously thick. Whereas the male ones are a little bit more like sort of realistic. Um, No chest hair, they're they're shaved, Uh, rippling abs. Um. Oh gosh, yeah. The sort of you can change the penises for different ones. Maybe you could make sort of enormous. I'm looking for sex dollar quality. I think it should be very much uh, equal, split down the middle on on the gender side of things. I think it should be equally creepy, uh, whether or not you're a woman or a man having sex with one of these things. Uh, I think you should become as equally a social pariah. My days, my life, my... There's somebody think of the children. Right, look, let's play another Posse uh, bit. This is Posse remix of Swarm by Black Sun Empire.
Right, here's the woman uh, who's sleeping with the male sex robot. And there is the robot itself. It's truly end of day stuff. Yeah, she does look a bit like uh, Lady Gaga. Jesus, look at this twat. He's like, is everything all right at home? I hear you've been having trouble with your boyfriend. He's not, he's not being horrible to you, is he? Is he giving you enough space? Would you like a back rub? Don't worry, I'm a male feminist. That's a hot bit of gear, Mr. Potai. Is the Posse Room is a swarm by Black Sun Empire. That's a fucking jam, man. That'll um that'll turn out a barbecue. Damn, that that'll turn out your nephew's bar mitzvah. That'll, that'll turn out your grandmother's funeral. Damn. That'll turn out your nephew's cello recital. Shit, drop that one. Double drop it with the nine. You're in business. You're in business. Lobsters. You're damn right. Okay, uh here we go. Vegetarians are more miserable than meat eaters, scientists claim. Now, as much as I want to take the scientist's side on this one, uh, it's kind of a junk study. Um, uh, we know a lot about the effects of going veggie uh, that it has on the planets and our health. It's fairly detrimental. Uh, but what about the potential effects of it on our mind? Well, according to a new study, that's one area where going meat-free isn't winning. It's not winning in the other areas as well. Enough of your bias, Jess Hardiman of Lad Bible. A study found that vegetarians are generally more miserable than meat eaters. Boo, unlucky. Uh, with uh, authors concluding that veggies may not be as psychologically well-adjusted. Ouch. 
Researchers asked 400 vegetarians, meat eaters and semi-vegetarians to record their feelings over the course of a fortnight, finding that of the three groups, the vegetarians displayed the most negative feelings. Should have got some vegans in there. It'd just be an absolute horror show. Uh, They also appeared to enjoy social occasions the least. (laughs) According to the study which appeared in, they actually published it, this, uh, in the Ecology of Food and Nutrition those who cut meat from their diets have lower self-esteem and see less meaning in life. <laughs> Vegetarians scored 4.62 for self-respect and meat eaters 5.3. Why is that? Where'd you, where'd you make these scores up? This is a tiny sample size and it's uh, an observational study like this is, is a bit tricky. Um, they have found that it, you are twice as likely to be depressed if you're vegan than... Uh, if you're a meat eater, I've I, I could be wrong with this. I can't, I can't remember this off the top of my head. I feel that it's possibly linked to the lack of L-carnitine, uh, which is something you get from red meat. Want to be happy? Eat a steak. That's my advice. You know, but don't take it. I'm not a doctor. I'm just some twat who makes jokes about sex robots and plays drum and bass. So you know, take anything I say with a pinch of salt. Don't at me. Um, The authors, who are from the College of William and Mary in Virginia, reckon that vegetarians may suffer because they're seen as morally... may suffer because they're seen as morally superior by meat-eaters. Well, they should have this... uh, They should be powered by their smug sense of self-satisfaction alone. 24 vegetarians, including some vegans, took part in the study. This is a really bad study. Like, how do people get this sort of thing published? This is, you know, as much as I'm, you know, I would like to tout pro-meat science um it just looks ridiculous you know you, you have to you know well while discrediting the studies of the other side you, you you need to be able to discredit the stupid studies on your side it's about finding the truth god damn it right let's play one more bit uh this is called spin uh by our man our friend from the other side our friend from across the flat earth um his name's frank but some call him possi this is called Spin. It's on Critical. You know our resident Joe Waits, uh, our resident vegan Joe Waits, going to be blowing up the chat now. Yeah, oh, here he is. Poof. <laughs> Yeah, I did see that thing about the meat tax. What an absolute load of bollocks that is. How about an obesity tax? That's what, uh, you know, that's where all the money goes. I'm not saying it's a good idea.
Yeah, this is a bit of a lace loosener. Mm. This is Spin by Man of the Hour, Posse, it's on Critical. reminder that this is uh, available as a podcast you can get it at all good podcast stores apple soundcloud spotify stitcher all of them every single one Let's see if we can get him on the phone then. Come on, technology. Okay, he's not online anymore. That's good news. Let's have a go anyway. Okay. Hello. Yes. Hey, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Mr. Passai? slight cold, but that's all right. Oh, that's okay. It's the time of year for it. Coldness. Yeah. Welcome to Coffee and Memes. Welcome to Threshold. Good to Hello. have you. I'm all right. Yeah, good. Whereabouts in Holland are you? I am in Groningen. Oh, nice. That is north? Yeah. Same city as Noisia. Yeah, Noisia country. Um, yeah. I haven't played in Groningen for a little while. It's, um, it's got a great scene, though. Yeah. There's a, I've, I think we've met at Simplon, which is like a, a pop podium. Podia. Is that an English word as well? I think so. A pop what? Like a, a popular music podia theater thing yes i think we've met a few places actually i feel like um we might have been at um i might be wrong though at the patronade in harlem for one of the spectrum xl oh yeah yeah so long ago yeah man (laughs) (laughs) i know they don't put me anymore they don't love me they don't care about me i don't know are they still doing those shows i don't know maybe they were (laughs) they were really cool though that's a great club yeah Um, yeah patronade's really nice I will say that the Dutch do rather put the English to shame in terms of quality of, of club and particularly quality of backstage. Yeah, English people don't do backstage. No, it, quite often there just isn't one. It's like, oh, well, there's a, sort yeah. of, there's a cupboard next to the DJ booth with some amplifiers in. You can yeah. stand in there if you want. Yeah, like even in, in at Fabric, there's like this sort of staircase. It's just yeah. concrete and like two chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it. We're pitch black always. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're, we're not known for our hospitality when it comes to nightclubs. It's like we sort of like, we're so instrumental in like the beginnings of electronic music and, and dark, <laughs> dance culture. And then we just sort of abandoned a whole bit of it. Yeah. yeah so also, I don't know, UK sound systems seem to be a little bit... Uh, ropey sometimes but yeah the dutch are always on point with the sound system nice yeah yeah and english djs when they're in in holland like the the promoters always surprised that they're like 10 minutes after the set they walk in and then they play <laughs> then have some water and leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always nice to play like your first record and your last record with your jacket on that's yeah. the, that's, 
that's the drum and bass style. That's what all yeah, all your sort of older school DJs, yeah, arrive five minutes before, get yeah. in, say hello to the previous DJ, and then not take your jacket off until three tunes in. <laughs> then demand your money and leave. Or rather yeah. you have your driver do it. Yeah, take your rider with you as well. Or your hospitality rider. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, take like a bottle of vodka and everything and, and a few beers. I've seen some I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen some very big acts put an entire fridge full of rider into black bin bags and take it out to a car. <laughs> like well, really, really big acts. <laughs> but you can't. I mean, if you if you're taking whiskey or whatever, you have to fly, so you can't. You cannot take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, these are. Um, I'm going to narrow it down further, but U- UK. Uh, uh, DJs in in clubs, but yeah, I guess if you're if you're okay, abroad, yeah. you can't. Um, unless maybe you could drink it on the way to the plane, or once, yeah. just before I, you get to security. I always had a, a bottle of whiskey on my on my rider, but that was for a friend of mine who would always come with me. And now it's still on my rider. So I, like uh, I was in Toulouse a few weeks ago, mm. and they're like very really happy, like and hey, look, we we have your bottle of whiskey, and I'm like, oh nice, <laughs> <laughs> and I just give it away to <laughs> to people in the backstage. <laughs> yeah, just pour it on the crowd; it'd be fine. Yeah. Have you no, got my ride? My ride is just crisp beer and water. Is it? You don't? Do you not have anything humorous on there? Anything exciting? No, not really. Uh, I used to have a cheese board on mine with it stipulated that it had to be shaped uh, in the shape of a face. Um, <laughs> just as a joke, I never expected anyone to do it. But then occasionally you would turn up at a show and they'd have done it. Yeah. Oh, we got the cheese board in the shape of a face. How you like it? Like, oh, oh yeah. Um, thanks. It was sort of meant to be a joke, but cool. I do <laughs> like cheese. It was the cheese a face or the cheese board a face? Well, the Ooh. actual would lay the cheese. There was even further stipulation that there had to be like three local cheeses and then some <laughs> other It was a really fine detail. I thought that they would think it was a joke. Um, nice. Yeah, and then all laid out in a little smiley face. And sometimes they put like a little tomatoes as eyes. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's and nice. actual teeth for teeth sometimes. <laughs> um, so are you, are you in the same studio block as Noisier? Uh, yeah, my studio's at their studios. Wow. So do you go in and help them with their mix downs and that sort of thing? Yeah, I make all their music. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I've always wondered who, who their ghost producer is. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, I, uh, like I'm uh, my official title is, I guess, production assistant. And uh, I produce Noisy Radio for them. Oh, right. Okay. Well, it's very nicely I- produced. Why? Thank you. The jingles come I, in on time, and uh, the uh, this the sound is good as you would expect. <laughs> all the reverb tills are reverby. Oh, yeah, really nice and verby. The, the the microphones sound very present. Yeah, it's same as yours. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's uh, I've just copied uh, a list online of what Joe Rogan has on his basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, the SM7B is the classic mic, though. That is the cl- is the classic podcast mic, and it definitely does the business. Yeah, and also uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson recorded all his vocals with the SM7B. Really? Yeah. How bizarre! We didn't use a condenser mic. No. He's that good. Yeah. Well, he also touched some kids, so you know, swings and roundabouts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me! When so? When did you first start working working with those guys? Uh, three years ago. Okay. And when? Yeah. How long have you been releasing records for? I want to say like four five years yeah, uh 2011 or something okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. empty lungs was my first uh release uh what was it called sorry 
Empty Lungs. Oh no, in 2012. But so, before that, I did a my first ever release was a remix for Noisia of. Uh, oh God, I forgot. Noisia, Posey remix. Is Empty Lungs the one that's got a sort of pink cover to it? Pink artwork. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the My World remix was my actual first release. So 2012. Uh, mm, was that breaky sort of mid tempo? Yeah. 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 I know my boss. I know I've I've listened to a few of your records. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when did their studio was? I want to say like four again, four or five years. Did you? So we did you go straight in with them or? Because that was no, quite, no, quite no. a legendary studio build. I was following it for a while on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, they they've been here for five years or something. I think. Yeah, it was like every young boy's dream watching that. Like, oh, it's like just imagine you could build your dream studio. <laughs> yeah, well, they worked hard for it. Yeah. It. But then maybe really just about, I tell you what, try making tunes as good as Noisier first, and then maybe you'll be able to build your dream studio like that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be able to then, just lean out of the door and shout at them just, just to calm down and maybe just, you know, make, have a day off? Not, they're not here yet, I think. Ugh, but Tyne has uh, a daddy day. Aww. Nick is doing something and Tyne is doing something. <laughs> They're all down the park together, just on the swings, eating ice cream, pushing each other on the roundabout, yeah. having a whale of a time. Sorry, Hanging around inspired. at the windmills. Yeah. Uh, so have you, been, have you been touring much? Have you been playing out recently? I've been uh, making a lot of music. Nice. Yes, finally. And Well, I've been making too much music and now I have too much demos mm. and and just started signing them wicked who have you been signing stuff to recently uh well i've i'm uh, finishing a halftime beats ep thing for uh division noisia mm-hmm. and and i'm doing a collab ep with former jasper mm-hmm. my good friend he's listening i think hi jasper hey. he has a uh, and, and then then probably also a drum and bass ep somewhere Probably invisible, <laughs> so it's all noisy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine. They're only around the corner. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. Hey, guys, guys, guys. Oh shit, it's Frank again. Yeah. He's going to want us to release some more of his music. Fuck, let's... <laughs> Are you still there? Oh no, what's I'm happened? Back. Technical difficulties. Lobsters. All right, okay. <laughs> My chair unhooked the the, the jacks. Oh, dear. Get your act together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you hear those samples? Up, Jordan. <laughs> Please, come on. Go, <laughs> go back to Canada. And uh, I've been making a lot of electro and house music as well. Yeah, and, um, wicked. Signing that to uh, uh, something as well. To something. So it, it, it'll come out eventually, somewhere in yeah. the ether. Yeah. Here me. I've got a few, um, I've got a little quiz for you here, actually, if you're interested. Oh, okay. As we've found recently that quite a lot of uh, drummer bass producers' names, particularly neurofunk artists, sound like they could be bits of IKEA furniture. <laughs> oh, mine's perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yours could easily be a nice bedroom shelving unit or a pillow. Yeah, yeah, it's perfectly possible. Yeah, p- a pillow would be would be nice. So uh, I have a quiz here, which I'm calling drum and bass producer. Or IKEA furniture, uh, <laughs> and I will read out some names, and you can tell me what you <laughs> tell me what you think. I'll promise not to Google them. Okay, fine. All right, your fir- first one, Oxberg. 
Oxburg. Is there like a weird weird umlaut above the E or something? No umlauts. Or, 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 uh, how do you call those things? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not entirely sure. They've got some weird ones that are not that are sort of they're actually sort of connected to the letter, aren't they? Yeah. I, th- I think this is a DJ. No, I'm afraid it is a shelving unit, uh, priced at two hundred and eight pounds. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, okay. Next up, Razlom. Razlom. That's a DJ. That is a DJ. Correct. Uh, recently released a track called Rambo, uh, which is great. Um, nice. Simula. That's a DJ. Correct. Very good. Uh, Kivik. Also, I, I probably see every drum and bass name every Monday when I collect all the music from Noisy Radio. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's, that's, that's you replying to the promos going, downloading for Noisy Radio and then yeah. not playing any of my tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Understand, right, okay, I know who to blame now. <laughs> um, uh, Kivik. Nah, that's furniture. Yep, that is a three-seater leather, leather sofa retailing for £500. Nice. Uh, my, 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 my language is also closer to the Swedish language, probably. So. This is what I did think this, yeah, so you're, you've probably got a bit of a head start. Uh, <laughs> Tolkien. Tolkien? Yeah. Is that like Tolkien, the writer? Uh, it, it's spelt the same, yes. No, it's spelt with an E instead of an I. Uh, probably furniture. Yes, it is a bathroom worktop retailing at £79. Calyx. <laughs> <laughs> so Calyx? Uh, yeah. It's DB and Calyx. Uh, no, I'm afraid it is a record shelving unit. Slightly different spelling, but same pronunciation. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they're the, um, the, you know, the standard IKEA shelves that people have their vinyl in. Yeah, and DB is Swedish, right? Uh, TB is Swedish. Yeah, Calyx is English, though. Uh, yeah. It's a very oh. different spelling, though. Um, okay. uh, what else do we have? Um, Headex. Adron base. Yeah, that is. Uh, he's been making some alt jump up. Well, that's, a, that's what I'm calling it, anyway. Uh, Tugsund. Tugsund. It's probably furniture. Yeah, it is a double bed. Uh, £300 <laughs> to you. <laughs> nice, give me two. <laughs> uh, Mysolo. Mysolo, that's furniture. No, I'm afraid that is a drum and bass DJ. Yeah. Um, I'll try and find one of the songs. Uh, I feel like it's sort of, uh, I might be right, I might be wrong, but I think it is sort of um, uh, liquid. Let's have a look. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Wait. No, that's nice uh, liquid. Yeah, that that is a very soothing, relaxing Solid. liquid. No, I'm afraid that is Zinura Funk. Uh, and your last one, Black Sun Empire. Uh, furniture? Correct. It is a shoe rack retailing at 1999. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it does seem though that in recent years, drummer based names have got harder and harder to pronounce. It does. In fact, I, even the Noisy Boys with... don't quite know on, on a lot of the ones they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also a lot of it, like the A is a is a, a capital V or something. So it's like... <laughs> <sighs> yeah, or people yeah, just putting random stuff in there. Why not put a number in? Who cares? No one, no one reads stuff these days yeah. anymore. Oh, TB yeah. is Norwegian, apparently. Ah, nice. Okay, good to know. Um, yeah. Uh, I've got a few questions from my mum as well, actually. Oh. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, she says, "Do you think you will ever make another tune as good as Laser Cat? Probably not." 
Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, you made it. Okay, what's it called? Uh, it's called uh, Half Over. Oh, well, I look forward it's to hearing collab that. It's a collab with uh, former. It's going to be awesome. Okay, well, I'm sure she'll be excited to hear that. Nice. Um, which member of Noisia is the most handsome? Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Fine choice. And who, who would win in a fight between the three members of Black Sun Empire? Uh, Misha. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, mm, it's him or Remy, isn't it, really? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, or what? what you, you could potentially, could you have a Tin Liquor versus Black Sun Empire tag team? A, a who? Tin Mecca? No, Tin Liquor. Oh, Tin Liquor. Okay, yeah, and, and then like Tin Liquor versus Black Sun Empire and Zonderling versus Noisia. Yeah. Don't. Totally not Poseidon versus Poseidon, and have like a big contest, pay per view. Yeah, we'll make like we'll make like five hundred bucks. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hmm. Yeah. You could do it on YouTube. Maybe it could be the um, the undercard of the next KSI and Logan Paul fight. Ah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you watch any of that? Yeah, I tried to, <sighs> but I tried to see if they could actually box or whatever. Yeah, but not- it's yeah. Not really. Not really. I think it was the only thing that roughly saved it was the fact that they were obviously both of them were in fairly good shape fitness wise, so they were just able to keep yeah. just keep hurling random huge haymaker shots at each other for <laughs> yeah. however many rounds it was. Was it six yeah. six rounds or something? Yeah, I didn't expect that. I probably expected like I think if you can box that good, you get hit really hard one time and you just go out. Yeah. It, yeah exactly <laughs> like if um this is the thing if you just you can't throw anything on target particularly i mean you might catch someone with a lucky shot but yeah yeah it's not I, I do quite like the idea of just of celebrities that have beef settling it by fighting yeah like shaquille o'neal versus someone oh god who's shaquille o'neal gonna, i mean he would need someone enormous as well like brock lesnar or something have you seen the picture of shaq next to brock lesnar no. He makes Brock Lesnar I'll look Google about it. five foot tall. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Let's see if I can find it. Shaq. If you see the picture of Shaquille O'Neal and his girlfriend next, standing next to each other. No. How big? <laughs> God. This is... Holy shit. I know, right? Lesnar is huge, right? Yeah, he's like 6'4 or something like that. That's insane. Holy shit, that dude is insane. Uh, is that, look, I can bring it up on the uh, thing for anyone uh, watching on, on the YouTube. Yes! <laughs> Brock Lesnar is like one of the most monstrous men out there. <laughs> and Shaq just makes him look like, makes him look like a short-ass little git. Jesus. Yeah. It makes him look normal. I know. So are you a fan of, uh, are you an MMA follower? Are you, are you a fan of this, this sort of thing? I, I've only seen the, the, the McGregor fights. Oh, really? Like UFC bits. Oh, you part-timer. Yeah. Outrageous. Um, have you seen the thing with Floyd Mayweather? He's going to be fighting um, this Japanese uh, guy whose who's name I can't uh, remember off the top of my head. For real? Yeah, so he's um, <laughs> on New Year's I saw Eve. the Becchio fight as well, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, on New Year's Eve, Mayweather's going to be fighting in a Japanese promotion called Ryzen, which is known generally for being the place that 
uh, old UFC fighters go when they want to go somewhere where they're allowed to take steroids. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> they, they, they don't test anybody. Or uh, they actually have it in their contracts that they don't won't be tested. Okay, wow. Yeah. So he's going to fuck shit up. So, May, I don't know. Maybe like Mayweather's just going to get absolutely jacked. He's going to be all on all the Mexican supplements, on all the Brazilian vitamins, and just, just <laughs> going to steam in there like a monster of a man. It's possible. But the guy that he's fighting is like a kickboxer normally, kickboxer and MMA. So, I mean, presumably it's only going to be a boxing match. I think it's very unlikely okay. that he'll let, them, let him throw kicks. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just going to get kicked into next week. <laughs> Uh, it's wild um so what other stuff apart from making do you, do you have a life outside of making drum and bass and uh other music uh no not really no hang out with friends no that's uh that's, that's, that's a good answer if you ever want to get good at something let it take over your entire life yeah well i have like a small obsession with stand-up comedy <laughs> oh really like i told you yeah, yeah. who are your favorites I'll... who are my favorites yeah um and number one is probably mitch hadberg oh yeah then uh, Norm Macdonald. Okay. The um, <clears throat> I really like Norm Macdonald's quote about why Trump won the election. Did you hear that? Uh, I don't know, maybe. He said the, the reason Trump uh, won the election is because <laughs> people... Oh, he plays every room. Oh, it was like um, people hated Hillary Clinton so much that they voted for someone they hated even more. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, so cold. Yeah, pretty much. Dear me, they've um. So they what they've just had this midterm election. I don't quite understand what it means. They uh, yeah no. They just yeah. move things about a little bit. I don't really follow that. No. Yeah. I don't even have a TV. I haven't had a TV for years. Yeah. It's just it's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, watching the news. This is the thing. Like, I so on on this show, I just read out stupid news stories, but like involved in the finding of the stupid news stories you have to go through sort of all news oh man it's so depressing <laughs> like every, every other news story is about something terrible happening in the world yeah to try and it's get... also hateful yeah exactly and and then to you know to try and get th to the funny one about uh you know someone having a bionic penis or a sex doll or a you know something like that trump stealing babies yeah he, he steals babies he eats them he drinks their blood <laughs> Probably. He's in the Illuminati, him and Alex Jones. Classic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, which other comedians are your favourites then? Uh, Theo Vaughn has been my favourite lately. Yeah. I um, I did watch one of his stand-ups that I couldn't really get into, but his podcast is hilarious. Yeah. And he, the, the way he speaks and the, the words he chooses to use, is it's amazing. Yeah. He's definitely a special character. Yeah. And also, I I'm, I have seen every episode of Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown. Like I love that show. <laughs> um, what's the guy? Um, uh, Sean Sean Locke is on it, isn't he? Yeah, he's hilarious. His stand up yeah. is uh, is absolutely superb. Yeah. Did and you my, ever? And Mickey Flanagan is one of my favorites as well. Yeah, he's super funny. I remember seeing him at a stand up night in Brighton, like a long time before he was famous. He was like halfway yeah. down, halfway down the bill. He was just starting out at this point, but he was doing his. Uh, he did the whole out out routine. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going out out. Um, the thing about peeping, like peeping out of the curtains. Looking, I don't know if you've heard that one. 
maybe. Because he says he sp- the, spends a the lot The one of with the kimono is the best one. I don't think I've heard that. It's like, reveal the dragon. Uh, you have to see it. That's <laughs> like quoting bits out of stand-up routines. <laughs> people that haven't heard it. So like, interesting. Yep, no idea what's going on there. <laughs> anyway, mate, have you ever considered, because uh, you're quite funny on Instagram, have you ever considered trying stand-up? Ah, that's so difficult, though. I've been writing jokes like forever, but I just keep it to myself and it's all in Dutch. Mm. It, it, it's quite terrifying, but it, if it goes well, yeah. it's one of the most rewarding things. It's much yeah. more rewarding than a DJ set going well, but it's much more terrifying. Yeah, it would be like the sickest thing. Like the hardest thing to do on a stage, I think, is doing comedy. So like that's like a challenge I would like to accept, but I'm I'm far from ready for it. Well, I mean, you just go to an open mic night and just do one minute somewhere and just sort of t- test yeah. the water. Yeah, we don't really have those here, though. Is there not so, much of a stand-up scene in Holland at all? In Amsterdam, there sort of is. Hmm. Weirdly, but, in Ber- weirdly, in Berlin, there's a huge scene for particularly expat stand-up. Like, you can go and do an open mic, a different open mic every night of the week. Oh, sick. Yeah, it's in, crazy. In Holland, comedy is more, more like theatre. Like, you, there's not a... Not a like small bars that have comedy, it's always like a theater. Mm. There's there's one bar in Amsterdam, the Dommler, which is awesome. Okay, what's the sort of standard like Dutch comedy thing? Because like in the UK, everyone's like it's quite self-deprecating, sort of cynical humor. Whereas like the Germans really like sort of slapstick visual comedy. Oh, yeah, that's well, it's, <laughs> it's it's quite divided here. There's like like pure stand-ups like the newer generation and then there's like guys who sing and dance and right. have like a whole get-up and suits they wear like tommy cooper style and really and and also how still is a was one of my favorites and he did a show in english as well and it's like he just translated all his jokes and it's really funny really it did so, and it, it, it works with the dialogue like, with the translation yeah What's his name? Let me get, let me, uh, but he's like he's like a genius here in in uh, Holland, and like they he had to get, like he had to do the whole thing start from start from the bottom in England again. That was funny to see that. Oh really? Oh, that's quite interesting. Well, what's his name? Sorry, I put it in the chat. Hans oh, okay. David, Hans Tjewen. Oh, I'm gonna have to check him out. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Hans- Bo Burnham. Do you know Bo Burnham? Yes, he does like that he- sort of one man show type. Uh, yeah, like he, he was on uh, Paul Provence's Green Room and they asked him who his favorite comedian was and he actually said Hans Stewart. Really? Which is weird. Ah. Do you like any of the other sort of uh, uh, regulars on Joe Rogan like um, Joey Diaz and uh, Tom yeah. Segura and all that lot? Tom Segura I don't really get into, but uh, Joey Diaz is obviously amazingly funny. He's just, uh-huh. the life he's led is so weird. I know, what a bizarre so extreme. Yeah. And Bobby Lee is funny as well, I think. Who? Bobby Lee. Bobby Korean, Lee. Korean. Uh... Oh, yeah. No, I do know who you mean. Yeah. Um, who else is in that sort of uh, group? Um, Bert Kreischer and oh, yeah. uh, Tony Ar- Hinchcliffe. Ari Shafir. Yeah. Ari's coming to Brighton soon. I might go down and uh, see him. That might nice. be fun. Try and, you know, maybe I'm smoke a- some weed with them. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to go to uh, the Edinburgh Fringe next year. Oh, that really? Yeah, well, book your accommodation early is my suggestion, yeah. <laughs> like a year in advance. Yeah, it gets. Um, it's going to be pretty wild up there. I've actually never been. Like, we almost went and did a show. We were considering. 
going and do, doing a show. This was a couple of years ago, me and James, who I do my other podcast with. Um, yeah. But it's just, it's, it's anarchy up there. And you've got to be so <laughs> like, I don't know, you've got to take it very seriously to try and like get people in and it's um it's pretty crazy like it's um yeah it's not like a fun comedy holiday it's just like savage work. try and do like five or six shows a day and then go and do the sort of networking thing and everything i mean oh uh, yeah well I'm, I'm just trying to trying to go as someone who's in the audience though so yeah that, i mean that would be tremendously enjoyable yeah rather than having to sort of push anything it's a little bit yeah. like uh, uh do, do you go to ade when it's on uh, uh no uh it's uh um, if, if i have to play or something but yeah i mean it's i guess it's a little bit like that but with probably less cocaine and more people <laughs> more people desperately trying to out out funny each other yeah it's, uh, which, which is not a competition <laughs> no it's 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 funny when you get when you get sort of comedians in the back in the backstage area like with with, with djs everyone's just sort of um i don't know occasionally you get a little bit of like sort of production chat where people are trying to outdo each other but like comedians backstage you've got a load of sort of nervous people all trying to be the funniest in the room at the same time <laughs> it's yeah it's terrifying all these insecure secure people mm, yeah something like that <laughs> right look listen listen mate i will let you get off let us um what are the new bits to look out for for uh, people listening uh well i'll be uh i'm finishing and Halftime BTP for Division mm-hmm. and doing a collab EP with my with my friend Jasper, aka former. And uh, there will be electro house music in the future as well on a big Ooh. label. Teasing it. Ooh. On spinning. Is it on spinning records? No. Are you, ta- <laughs> are you taking over Hardwell's position uh, now that he's retired? You go on wearing a big Hardwell mask. Yeah. Do or all... a marshmallow face or something. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's, is that already done now, right? Mm. Do all the Dutch DJs, even like the EDM ones, they all hang out together? Like, you, you know, you and Tiesto and uh, yeah, yeah, Van mates. Buren and Martin Garrix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just... I do all their snares. Yeah, just hang out down, down the EDM members club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sing melodies to each other and then like ask if we can borrow them from each other. Yeah, it's like, no, that melody's too complicated. Simpler. Simpler. Just two notes. Yeah. Come on. Simpler. Louder. Simpler. Louder. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, Posse, thank you so much for coming on the show. Champion. Thanks for having me. An absolute pleasure. Right, I will speak to you very soon. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Right, Posse Ooh. there, man. Legend. A decent human, a decent uh, gentleman, and uh, not a bad producer. You know, I'll say, you know, if I have to say. Right, let me get rid of that on the screen. Right, let's bang another little bit in. This is called Attention. This was on Division, I believe. Lying. It wasn't on division, it's on Neo Digital.
Right, thank you all for tuning in. It's been a lot of fun. I've forgotten there is another story here which I've been meaning to get to. Uh, Joe Roberts from the Metro reports, 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 reports. Chinese company forces staff to drink piss as punishment. Wow. Um, if I ever run a company, which maybe one day I will, probably not though, I'm not really the company running type. Um, but yeah, I think this will probably be on my uh, agenda in case anybody steps out of line. Sorry, if you step out of line, you've got to drink a bucket of piss. Disturbing footage shows staff at a Chinese company drinking urine and being whipped after failing to reach their sales targets. They don't fuck about in China. They really don't. Like, uh, I mean, an obsession for sales targets in a communist country? Yeah, all right, why not? They were filmed performing the sickening acts inside the office of a decorating company based in uh, Zunyai City uh, in southwest uh, Jiaoshao province. The workers, who were also reportedly ordered to eat cockroaches by the manager, uh, who believed they'd let the whole team down. Oh, look, and they're pouring out cups of steamy piss. Um, let's just have a little look at the steamy piss there. Um, Oh, not so. Oh, and they're holding their noses while supping it down. The video shows cups of yellow liquid being picked up by the staff as two employees hold their nose as they down the cups in front of everyone else. Smash it in. Do it like it ain't nothing. Just be like, yeah, bring it on. I'll take a cup of cum next. You know, that, yeah. Fuck your sales targets. Lobsters. Uh, the employees are seen waiting in line, receiving their punishment while some of the staff are whipped. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's a bit of a dystopian future, isn't it? This is a sort of bit Black Mirror-esque. After the video went viral online, uh, the police confirmed that three management staff uh, had been arrested but uh, pending an investigation. Yeah. All right, I guess All right, I guess there's some sanity over there. Um, an unnamed former employee told local media about the alleged punishment, saying everything was normal in the beginning, then they started hiring motivational speakers and things became really twisted. Um, some of the other staff were reportedly made uh, to have their heads shaven as punishment and some of them have been forced to listen to, listen to twisted individual records wow that is rough that is that is yeah you can't for, force a force a man to listen to wobble bass lines uh, just because he didn't meet his sales targets that is that is truly sick truly sick stuff um, alright let, let's play one more record um, one more song and then we'll go home well, we won't go home. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. We'll go about the rest of our lives, the rest of our days. This isn't going to work, is it? Hold on. Turn that off. No, that's the wrong one. Oh, God. There we go. 
That's a bit more like it. Um, this would be the mo- the screen share, accidental screen share bit would be the um, moment for me to just sort of casually start browsing Pornhub or something. Um, let's have, uh, I want to have this Quentin Hiatus tune again. It's called Interwoven. It's a nice bit of kit. It's on program. If you're already home, you don't have to go home. Just stay at home, okay? Just stay in, draw the curtains, lock the front door, batten down the hatches. I'd say this is a good opportunity to shout out the VIP list. This is a list of bad motherfuckers supporting the show and the station as a whole on Patreon. That's Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Oliver Hooper, Squidgy Beast Parsons, Tony Hart, Paulie Hutton, Sierra and R, Michael Kaczynski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Colin Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Murphy, uh, Matthew Bullard, Zara Pickles, Jerome Van Thunderbutt, Mike Pye and Anthony Walker. you can get these as a podcast on all good podcast stores just search for coffee and memes you'll find it I've had a lot of messages from people asking me to report on the new Louis Theroux uh, documentary about cucks. Well, about polyamory. Um, perhaps we can get into it tomorrow, but uh, it's not good news for cucks, I say. It doesn't, doesn't look like a lot of fun. That is all for me today. I will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. with more coffee, more memes, more... Lobsters. You're damn right. Before then, though, I implore you all to go out, be decent humans, be nice to each other, be, you know, be kind and gentle, but also firm, you know, when when you need to be, you know, a little bit of tough love every now and again, but, you know, be, you know, be compassionate, you know, be empathic where... You know, where you need to, but at the same time, sort your act out, all right? Get your act together. You're damn right, <laughs> bucko. Um, go and make some music, go and make some art, go and be nice to other people, eat some meat, eat some veg, work out, you know? Just, you know, better yourself to better serve others. That seems like a decent way to live your life. That's, you know, maybe one day I'll give it a try. Until then, I'll just preach. You know, I, I think it's... Uh, 
more of a do what I say, not as I do situation. Don't judge me. Don't at me, for God's sake. Right, until tomorrow, I love you all dearly. Don't let your memes be dreams. I'll see you soon.